Hello, hi, and welcome to the short episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. I was sitting here now and I'm like, what can I chat about today? Like, what did I learn this week? What, you know, what can I share with you guys? And then all of a sudden, my chair at my desk started sinking. Now, this is not a new thing. This is a regular occurrence. And I get so frustrated every time it happens, right? So I've got this office chair or this desk chair, and I think it's operating on like a gas shock. And I think there must be something wrong with a gas shock. And every now and again, it sinks. So if I move vigorously on the chair, it sinks, right? So it starts, I start dropping and dropping until I'm like at head height with my desk. And then I was like, this is an excellent, an excellent analogy for when it comes to emotional eating or turning to food as a coping mechanism. Now, hear me out here. Most of you think I have my shit together, but I've got a desk chair that just sinks or drops or whatever the right word is on a regular basis. And it frustrates me. I cannot begin to tell you how much it frustrates me. Every time I feel myself sinking with the chair, I drop the F-bomb. And then I let it sink and then I push the little suspension handle and I bring myself back up to the right height where I'm at eye view with the laptop. And then I'm happy. And then it happens again four hours later and I'm like no screw this and then it goes down I get frustrated again I swear again sometimes I hit the desk a little bit and then I push that little suspension button handle whatever it is and I bring myself back up again then I'm okay and then three or four hours later it happens again and it especially happens when I move around vigorously on the chair. Now you're wondering, why are you moving around vigorously on the chair, Mandy? Because sometimes I sit cross-legged and then sometimes I need to move my legs around. So no R-rated stuff on this chair, guys. Now, what I want to explain with this chair analogy is every single time it happens, I get frustrated. I get so damn frustrated. But I know that when I hit that lever, it brings me back up in my mind. I know that is a very short-term solution to this chair problem of mine. And a long-term solution would be to either change the gas shock, I'm thinking, or just buy a new chair. That would be a long-term solution, and it would help remove some of that frustration that I face. Now, when it comes to your emotional eating, a lot of the times this is what is happening, is you are turning to food as a coping mechanism for emotions that you are dealing with. And you dealing with a little bit of extra emotions or being more emotional is like my chair sinking. And then what do you do? That short-term solution is I would pump the chair up with a suspension switch. You would then turn to food as a short-term solution. So in that moment, your food is a solution to your emotions. It's a coping mechanism, sort of like my suspension switch is on my chair. It's a short-term solution. It's going to get me back to the top. It's going to make me sit better. It's going to make me feel more comfortable. But in four hours time, it's going to happen again because I only have a short-term solution. And that's the same with food as a coping mechanism. In that moment, it helps and it helps you feel better. 
But that short-term solution is exactly that. It doesn't make it go away. It just makes you feel better in the moment. But a day later, two days later, or three days later, when you have an argument with your boyfriend or girlfriend again, that triggers it. Now that triggers the extra bit of emotions. And then all of a sudden, that short-term fix comes into play again and that's you turn into food as a coping mechanism to deal with those emotions right so again that's something you need to identify and say cool turn into food in that moment might make you feel better but it's a short-term solution because you still need to deal with the issue at hand and that would be to resolve the friction or the fight or whatever it was between your boyfriend or your girlfriend and yourself, right? So that would be going to the root cause of your emotions instead of going for a quick fix solution, which would be food that you would turn to. The long-term solution, right, would be to tackle your emotional needs head on. Now that is the difficult part to do. So whilst you are working on tackling that root cause of the problem, there's a couple of strategies that you can put in place. And the one that I really like and I suggest to a lot of people I work with, it's a strategy called the if-then strategy. So you would know your trigger points, right? And again, I use the example of a fight with your partner, just because it's the easiest example to use. Let's say, for example, you know that if you have an argument with your partner, that can trigger you and that can lead to extra emotions, which then leads to you seeking comfort within food. So now you know if you fight with your partner, that's when you then turn to food. Now you switch it and say, cool. Now we know the going or turning to food doesn't align with your current goals. So what you can do is then say, if I have an argument with my partner, then I am going to go for a walk. Or if I have a fight with my partner, then I am going to go and read a book. So again, you've got a strategy in place in case these things do take place and you've removed or you've changed your then with a habit that aligns with your goals. So something like your boss that pisses you off or shouts at you could make you emotional. And something like that, you can't just tackle head on all the time because you can't just leave your job, right? So something like that, you would need the if-then strategy. So if your boss pisses you off, then you will go listen to an episode of a podcast or then you will go take a walk outside or then you will go and drink a glass of water. Maybe not the best examples, but what I'm trying to get at is there needs to be that if-then strategy. So you've already identified the trigger point. You've then identified a habit that you usually do, consuming food for making yourself feel better, isn't going to align with your current health goals. So you need to replace that then with a habit that does align with your current health goals. But again, it's something that you need to work on and it's something, it's strategies that you need to implement and it's things that you need to tackle head on. And it's like me being frustrated every single time my chair sinks. I know it's going to happen, but I'm doing nothing to stop it from happening, yet I get frustrated. 
I shouldn't be getting frustrated. I should be going out there and tackling the problem at hand. Now I'm getting frustrated about something that can or that I can work on fixing. And it's the same with turning to food for comfort. I know it's easier said than done to not do it. But the best place to start is to start identifying what it is that is making you emotional. Why is it making you emotional? Is it something that you can work on immediately? Or is it something that does need an if-then strategy? And then that will help with a lot of or removing a lot of the frustration as well. Because in your mind, you know you are working on it. But to get frustrated about something that you are ignoring and not working on, I hate to say this, and I'm actually saying this to myself about my chair. Mandy, that's on you. You're causing your own frustration because you are doing nothing about it, right? So again, as difficult as it is, try and identify the root cause of the emotions. Try and start working on that and then implement the if-then strategy so that you've got a then that does align with your goals as you move forward and continue to tackle those emotions head on. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing, and please keep being kind to one another. Much love, your friend with the broken office chair, Mandy.